In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, do you ever ask yourself, who am I? All the time. All the time. Do you, and, and we even do, okay, who am I this day? And like yesterday, we found ourselves being um, authors. Yes, we were authors writing, which we love to do, but, but when you put a deadline on it, it kind of makes us cringe a little bit, but yes. Tyndale gave us a deadline, which is a good thing. It's and a very good thing for us. And then last night, we found ourselves being speakers. We were speaking to um, a group of high school and junior high kids, which is a little challenging because we were used to speaking to women, but, and we were told because of the subject matter, which was we were speaking as advocates for um, an organization, Streetlight, helping to eradicate child sex slavery. And so we were kind of in the briefing before going, okay, what should we know exactly about speaking with junior high and high school? They said, especially with junior high, be careful, don't mention certain body parts because it'll either totally embarrass them or you'll totally lose them. And so that was quite the challenge for you. <laughs> I did. I had to say all my body parts before I yes, got out on stage. Yes, we had to have you practice the body part words <laughs> before we went out on stage to get them all out so that we didn't, you know, rock their world. Yes, absolutely. Well, welcome to Girlfriend It, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. We're Lisa and Patty. And we are going to be talking today about discovering your divine it. Like, exactly. Does, does anybody really know their divine it? Well, you know, we get asked the question so many times. We ask each other, you know, who who you want to be when you grow up? Who you want to be? Who you want to be, girl? <laughs> who you want to be? You've been in Africa a little too long. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be uh, this person here. That is a tough question because I don't know that I, I still don't know who I totally want to be when I grow up, but we're going to be talking to some fabulous guests today who are all doing some amazing things in different ways that they have kind of discovered, like you said, their divine it, that, that thing that gives them purpose and that they just kind of are passionate about. And we're going to find out how they discovered that and how they hear God's nudges to go into that direction. And I'm really super, super, super excited um, for our first guest. Justin Narducci, and I know you're going to say, I just say that to all the men, but yeah, I really do. am excited to And have. I am super excited because Justin's our buddy that he's doing some amazing things. He is the Director of Partnerships and Resources for Life in Abundance International, and that is who we partnered with just recently to go to Africa. So we're excited, Justin, to hear how you discovered your divine it. We're going to take a breath, Justin, so you can actually talk. (laughs) Oh, wow. Good morning, ladies. (laughs) How are you? I'm fine. How are you? 
We are doing great, and um, we are so excited that you're going to be with us this morning. And our first question, um, Justin, is tell us a little bit about Life in Abundance and what exactly you guys do. Sure. Life in Abundance is an African-founded Christian community development organization, and we basically equip and serve local churches to combat the causes of poverty, respond to its effects while addressing issues of injustice so that communities can have or achieve sustainable transformation. So we look at – sorry, that was kind of a mouthful, but we look at poverty. It was a mouthful, but I want to break that down real quick. Sure. Um, I'm known to interrupt, so just you you already know that. Um, But what's so cool about that is that you guys focus on the local church and the sustainable word I love because so many times, you know, I've done missions in the past. You just kind of go over there, and it's more about you, the individual that's going into the country. And making sure you feel good about something you've done. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and you guys are there to really make sure that it is sustainable. So keep going. Yeah, so, yeah, so what's, uh, you know, when it all started, our president is Dr. Florence Muindi, who's a lady, she's a girlfriend, probably. Yeah, 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 we met her, she's You guys met Florence, right? And, and, and Florence grew up in Kenya uh, as, a, as basically a poor rural villager, and a lot of people would come through with a lot of great initiatives, but none of them would last. Some of those great initiatives were actually um, faith-based, and, and missionaries would come through and convert villages and have people change their spiritual lives, and then their physical reality never changed. And so Florence grew up in, with this heart to bring about community-owned trans, transformation, to, to actually bring about change in communities that last. So that's how that, that all came to be, and, and I guess we've just kind of grown with that impetus from the beginning. Well, how exactly did you find yourself being drawn into this organization? We're talking about just kind of discovering your divine it, and where did you feel like, what was any? I know that's so hard because you can never really put a finger on, you know, some of that when God just kind of is changing your heart. But can you kind of share just a little bit about your experience? Sure. Um yeah, that is a loaded question. I had a feeling you were going to ask that. The, um, <laughs> the you know, really, I, I think my the way I ended up here was really born out of two two things. One was an academic study. I, I studied um, international development in graduate school, and I was looking at um, emerging economies, development, all of those facets in a really academic sort of way. But I also had this kind of um, spiritual, I don't know, my, my faith really led me to explore the challenge that Jesus has on all, all of our lives to love our neighbor as ourself. And we see this um, in particular with the Good Samaritan story. So those two paths and some experiences, um, even as simple as, you know, urban poverty in Phoenix or um, going to Mexico or going to Africa for the first time, um, really got at what I think is my my heart, the essence of, of my being, which is I just have this passion to um, to see people dignified and brought out of out of poverty, and I think that that's actually something that's God given. That God didn't create us to to suffer, and so um, that that's kind of a culmination of events that brought me to that divine it. But it's it's experience, it's it's study, it's it's faith, it's those types of things combined that that got me to that level. I think. Well, when's the first time that you left the country? To, to kind of discover that? Uh, I think it was in high school, actually. Um, our youth group went to Mexico. 
Ah. Well, and you know what, what? One of the things when we were there that um, that some people from um, Life in Abundance had said is we want you, as you guys come here and experience this, we want you to be observers and reflectors. And, when, and then they gave us three words. We want you to look and, and listen and learn. And they were just saying because so many times from America or Western culture, we're so um, wired to do and to be busy and, yeah. and take stopping and just reflecting. And when they said that, you know, look, listen, and learn. Um, you know, I'm not a journaler by nature, but we had we all had journals with us. And I just remember I was I was really trying to discipline myself to write to write things I observed, to things I heard. And it was amazing when you stop. And when you really do listen to things that you can just feel God impressing on your heart. And so I think, you know, I love your story because I think you did a lot of listening to God and putting, combining that with your experience and with your education and learning and your faith. And then when you listen to God in the mix, I think he, he totally does direct us. Because I know Patty and I were just, we, some of the stories we heard and from people's hearts were just, um, I mean, they left huge impressions on us. And we yeah, were in that- that whole idea of reflecting is really um, is really hard for us, and I think it's so important to do. I mean, we do that every year as an organization, and it's a practice that's born from my my African counterparts who have really taught us that that prayer doesn't mean that we um, that we actually sit and listen to God, and and doing that really does shape our shape our ethos, who we are, you know. Um, but it's so difficult for our culture to, to do that, which I think is why going to Africa and having those types of experiences is really valuable. Well, we were even laughing because we changed your schedule around this morning, and um, your response was, you know, 30 minutes change of time is nothing in my world. And we, we literally, we were howling at that. And, you know, we, <laughs> we learned a saying over there that um, Africans don't wear watches, but they have all the time in the world. Americans wear watches, and they have no time. And there, there's a lot to be said for that in, in the reflection, because we just don't take the time to prioritize what's significant and what we really should be doing to, to even, like Lisa said, to listen and what you've experienced and really discover, you know, where God wants you for this season of your life. And that God never asks us to – it's like people go, okay, well, I'm listening, therefore they're not doing sometimes, you yeah. know, get in our holy huddles, and we, it's like, I'm listening, I'm reading God's Word. But if you really are reading God's Word, then that should cause you, you know, to, to move and to activate your faith. It's not like you should ever really have a season that you're not at least doing for the Lord, though. Well, you know the scary part of listening, and I'm glad we're talking about this, is that sometimes it's where you become most vulnerable. And and when you do that, I think that's why we're so busy. Like in my own life, that's why I'm so busy is because I'm scared to know what's going to come out when I'm just alone not doing anything, not distracted, not reading something, not praying, not doing these things. I've got my own vulnerabilities in that, and I think that that is not just me. Um, I, I have the sneaky suspicion that that's something that we all are fearful of, is, is almost seeing what's, what skeletons are in our closet, in our own lives, doing our own inventory, um, when we do stop to listen and reflect. I could be totally wrong on that. It's just, just my, uh, my own personal assessment of my own life. Right on on that. And I also think that I know for me, I, my mind thinks about like 10 things at one time, so to be still that really is a lot of work for me to be still and listen because my mind wants to go so many directions and still be solving issues from the day before. Like, 
or anticipating what's coming up. So it's like it's a it's a hard discipline to really yeah. be and listen. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think we have to practice more and more. You know, um, this is not to be uh, self-aggrandizing, but one of the things that was really difficult for me when I came to work for Life in Abundance is that we are an African organization, and so we have lots of African traits. And one of the things that they do is they take Monday and they pray on Monday, and like all of Monday, not just an hour, not just five minutes, all of Monday. And so I came and I started working for these guys, and I was like, holy cow, we're not doing anything on Monday, you know. I literally get nothing done on Monday. And so for a while, it was really, really, really difficult. And what I found is actually that the four days following Monday are much more productive when we take the time to sit and reflect and listen and be on Monday than if we were just busy being quote-unquote productive. I love that. And unfortunately, we are already finished with this segment, Justin. Thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for all your tips. And we need to listen more. We'll be right back. (laughs) Bye, ladies. Thanks. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. It's time to get your boots on with the Boot Campaign. With hosts Megan Roth and Bailey Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Sponsored by Austin Bank. The whole point of the Boot Campaign is to continue the true grassroots initiative developed by a group of patriotic women known as the Boot Girls. Inspired by the true story of Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, the Boot Girls got started with celebrities but want every American to get your boots on by purchasing a pair of the Give Back Combat Boots. The campaign's motto is simple. When they come back, we give back. For more on the Boot Campaign, go to the website, bootcampaign.com. The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show will feature discussions on current events impacting the lives of active duty and retired military, interviews with our nation's war heroes, medical professionals, and celebrities who have put their boots on. Do your part and join us for The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show with Megan Roth and Baby Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, today we are talking about discovering who you are and, like, when you do, what, what are you going to do about it and how passionate are you? And we kind of refer to that when you discover kind of your purpose is your divine it, that thing that God kind of puts in your heart and says, uh, and you go, I must do this. Well, our next guest is, is somebody that I've known for quite a long time since she was in junior high. And um, I won't 
say how old Amanda is or I am because that will date us how many years that's been since I've known her. But it's been so fun. It's so fun to watch somebody like, you know, a kid, literally, and going through the boy crazy stage and, and all that is involved. And now to see her um, as a mom and a wife and somebody who is passionate for the Lord and literally doing something that very few people would do and um, their families preparing to uproot and just to move across the world to just go and engage with God in the ministry he's calling them to do. So welcome, Amanda Allen, to our show at Girlfriended. How are you? I am good, Lise. How are you? We're doing great. Well, I, okay, you and I have had uh, several conversations, and, um, you know, and you and Patty and I have talked just about, you know, just what life looks like sometimes when you feel that nudging from God and that calling, and sometimes it's just not convenient. You know what God's calling you to do, and like with Justin in the last segment, he's talking about, you know, listening to God, and what does that mean? Sometimes we're afraid to hear from God because we're afraid what he might ask us to do, and I know with you and and your family, and you have three little boys, you guys are going to be moving across the world literally and living a completely different lifestyle because of your your passion. Can you just kind of explain how that evolves and how you come to reconcile that that's what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me and for my husband, it's really, it hasn't been um, that neon sign type calling. And, you know, we've always, we all always look for that. We want God to be really clear exactly it is, what it is we're supposed to do. And for us, it's been a much slower process, um, but it has been a lot more fun, I think, than a neon sign would have been. And in the end, just as confirming. And um, for us, it, it started quite a while ago, and it started really with just hearing um, um, hearing God's call to all of us in the Word and hearing His heart for the nations and just how clear He is that everybody is to play a part in it. Now, all of our roles are different, and um, but we were all supposed to be a part of it. And so um, individually, before we were married and um, after we got married, we kind of said, okay, well, if this is something we're all supposed to do in one way or the other, then let's kind of try it out and let's do what God says and try some different things and figure out what our niche is with that. And um, over a couple of different trips overseas, um, for him for individually as a single for a while and then us as a couple, God just really confirmed that he had made us able to live and adapt overseas and that us specifically as a couple could do that and do that well. And that was quite a few years ago. Like you said, I won't quite say how many, but... Yeah. Um, we, through that process, have really felt that confirmation that he has um, given us some, some fun giftings and some fun abilities to be able to do that. So the last few years, we have been um, working towards that and kind of prepping our church and um, raising up some people to go with us, and we are getting ready to, to move to the other side in about six months, and we are really excited, a little anxious, but really excited to go and be able to jump into what God's doing there and getting ready to do. Well, and I'm in a, I'm in a conversation that we've all had recently because Patty and I just coming back from um, Africa and, and, you know, the living conditions, we were in some of the poorest of the communities they're experiencing. And, and one of my issues, one of my things, my challenges is always like, you know, the bathroom facilities, you know, and, and hygiene and showers and toilets and all that. And it is quite different when you travel overseas, those, the facilities are. <laughs> um, and we were just talking about how um, – I know, I'm wearing those squatty potties, for example, you know, and those yeah. are like the norm. And, and we were just talking about, okay, I don't know. It's like for you guys, I so admire because 
you're willing to take three, you have three boys under five, which is just, you know, a handful, but you're, you're willing to give up a lifestyle here to give up everything to go live with the poor. And I, and Patty and I just coming back from some of those poor communities, we know where, what it's going to look like pretty much where you're going to live. And so admire that you're willing to give up, you know, our American lifestyle to go do that because you feel like God is really calling you to do that. And there really are few people that would say, like you said, you and your husband discovered that you could adapt to that. Well, you talk, you were telling me about how you just, your body even adapts to those things and, and you just, we can do, we can adapt to a lot more than we think we can. Can you just kind of expand on that? Absolutely. When I kind of figured it out um, was we were in South Asia um, the first year we were married. We spent overseas, and you kind of alluded to the fact that we've known each other for a long time. When, for me growing up, I was not... um, I was a pretty normal American, um, needed my, you know, two hours as a young lady to get ready and everything needed to be just right and perfectly clean and all those types of things, all your normal American stuff. But um, my husband really felt like we needed to start our, start our marriage the way we thought he might be having us live the rest of our marriage. So we went for our first year overseas. And we had some training, but we didn't have a whole lot of training in kind of the what they call the best practices or fruitful practices. We just kind of went, and God kind of just opened some doors for us. And in that year that we spent overseas, he just taught us some lessons that now we look back and we're like, wow, it's really prepared us for this time. And one of those things is, like you said, kind of the flexibility and how much we can adapt. So when we moved into this country... Um, my husband had been there some time before, so he spoke a little bit of the language. And um, so we moved in, and we just moved into a normal neighborhood. Um, the per capita income um, in this in this country um, is about about a dollar fifty a day, somewhere mm. right around there. And um, so that's what we looked at. We're there to um, do life with the normal people. So buy a Starbucks for us here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's you know a week. Yeah, that's quite a few Starbucks. You know, sacrificing to uh, go for a month. So we, um, so we're like, okay, well, that's what we're going to do. And so we moved in just to a normal neighborhood and. We had um, two little rooms, and then we had a one communal bathroom, and that we shared with. There was three bathrooms in this house that had like twelve people, and mm. one had the. They all had the infamous squatty potty. Yeah. And we just did it, and it wasn't that I knew how to do it. It wasn't that my leg muscles were trained on how to do it, and you know, it took some adjusting to sit in those positions. And you know, when you have all that fun traveler health issues that come along, as I'm sure we're all too familiar with, but it it just happened. And you know, we did, it took some. It was hard, and it took discipline. But it wasn't anywhere near as hard as I ever thought it would be. And as we, as the year continued and we saw in our relationships how different our relationships were to some of the other foreigners who lived in the area who didn't live like the rest of the people, they lived a bit more comfortable. Were they in American standards? Absolutely not. Were they sacrificing for the kingdom? Absolutely. But it was just a little different than everybody else. And we had decided that, and we felt like God wanted us to just do it like everybody else. And so we tried it. 
And God gave us the strength to do it, and it, it became very quickly not even a sacrifice. It just became normal life, and that's just how we did life. And we ate rice two times a day like everybody else, and we didn't have meat that often, and we used squatty potties whether we were sick or not, and we just went on. And it was so cool at the, as our relationships built and at the end of that time when we saw how we had been accepted as an extended part of the family. We were still the tall white people that looked really different than everybody else, but we had the right clothes on and, and they had accepted us in their hearts as an extended part of the family. They tried to convince you know, the police that we were part of their family when we'd try to get into places at the, the, um, the local rate instead of the foreigner rate. And it was, it had made a difference because we had chosen to, um, chosen to give up some of those comforts. And it was just, it was a really cool lesson for us because we learned that when God calls you to something or when you're exploring what he wants you to do, he he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And he totally did that with us. He gave us what we needed to be able to do what he wanted us to do. And you know what? That is such a profound thought. I love that because I think so many times um, we, I think when we came back from traveling, and we've been you know, overseas before, but it's just like God really laid some impressions on our heart. But I think so many times we come here and we're not willing to, you know, give up a Starbucks for, you know, a, a couple of days or do something that seems so menial here. And yet, and you go, I could never do that. And I love what you said because God does really equip us and prepare us because I know even when we were over there in Africa, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there were certain things that I thought, okay, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. And I just really prayed specifically about those strongholds that I felt like were going to get in my way of really reaching out to people. And it was amazing because God did remove those. And they were non-issues. And I think so many times we don't realize the power in our prayers and that God will change us and he will equip us with what we need to go do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Amanda, um, we just have a couple minutes left of this segment. What could you share with the listeners that are really trying to figure out who they are? I mean, they're, they're at that point where they're just kind of going through life and maybe a little bored, maybe a little apathetic. And when I say bored, we're so busy sometimes that mm. you're – you're still bored. Um, what what can you share with them on on how to really try to discover you know who they are and what their divine it is? Um, what I would say is is just start trying some things and don't feel like you have to get it all perfect the first time. God's made us to be able to do a lot of things and adapt to a lot of things, and there's a ton of things He's doing. So look where He's at. Say, hey, that might fit my gifts. Jump in, give it a try, go out there, put yourself out on the line, see God show up, push yourself in your discipline a little bit on trying those hard things and giving up that occasional Starbucks and see what he does. And he'll open doors, he'll close doors, but if we just sit back on our couch and wait for him to show us that neon sign, we're going to miss out on so much of what he is doing in the world. I so agree with that, and I, and I love that when you're saying um, if we're waiting for that neon sign, because so many times, you know, you'll hear people say, I wish God would just do the writing on the wall, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. if he did it before in Scripture, why can't he do it now? And um, for, for many of us, that's not going to happen. For some, they do. They get a vision, or, you know, it comes you know, either a day vision or in a dream, or um, someone comes to them and, and says, this is where I see you. 
But for some of us, it's just taking that time and just start moving. At least do something in this season in your life. It might not be the exact place that you're completely fulfilled, but it'll help you discover really who you are and where God wants you. Yep, absolutely. He just needs us to get moving. He'll push us in the right direction, but he's not going to make us go. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Amanda, and it was so nice having you on the show. Thank you. Have a great day. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. The Way of the Toddler with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible, even when surrounded by poopy divers and piles of laundry, and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters and diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton, Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Okay, well, we have had such a significant morning uh, talking about who you are and trying to discover your divine it which um, Justin from Life in Abundance was talking about just being able to listen and how their organization literally takes uh, one day a week to just pause and pray and how then the next four days of the week can really um, get, it's being propelled forward just because of taking that time to pause and pray and really listen. And I love what Amanda said about trying to discover who you are and where God wants you, just jumping in and at least doing something. And from there, you'll be able to see the potential you have and where God can use your gifts. Well, and so much of what was interesting, because I think sometimes we think we have to figure out the answer and get it right the first time. And so I do love that she said, um, you know what, try things. And it's okay if you go, no, this is not it. This is not lighting me up. It's this way. I also love when she said about God will, um, he'll, he'll prepare you. He'll equip you. Because sometimes you look at these things going, there's no way I could do that. Well, and I think that um, even though it, it, 
God will equip you. We don't know if you're just sitting. If you're if you're sitting and not, it's almost like you're not using your your talents and your and your gifts. Well, and right now joining us, we have a special friend that we have been in a journey with for a while. Tracy Cornett used to be uh, the morning anchor for a show here and on the news here in Phoenix, Arizona, with an ABC affiliate. She's now in Dallas, just you know, on the airwaves there. The, on the TV and doing just amazing things. And, Tracy, we want to, first of all, welcome you to Girlfriend It. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you girls. Uh, we always love talking to you, and we could just talk for hours. But um, And we've actually we've been able to come visit you in your home and sit around your dining room table with you, talking <laughs> about this very subject of discovering our divine it and what our purpose is, because you actually got us booked on a show out there, and we came out there to do a TV show and, and to join you and just kind of be in your world. And we just had some great girlfriend conversation about this very subject. So can you just explain to, to our listeners, tell me your journey and discovering your passion and what you do, because you kind of combine your job with just having a voice for the Lord. So can you kind of explain that a little bit? Okay. First of all, I feel incredibly fortunate to, to I think, have found my divine it, even though it's difficult to really describe it if I had to write it out. But I really think when, when you love people, like I think for me, I'm just so genuinely fascinated by people. I always have been, and I've always loved the whole performing side. It's part of my family heritage and, and the gifts that I know God has given us from my grandma back when she'd pull out the accordion and dance around the living room. And, you know, <laughs> so I think it's, it's just been an amazing journey through entertainment and working at Disneyland and Japan and through college in Nashville and through a record deal in Los Angeles, and then now to be able to do television and to have started, I started in news, and at that moment I'd had two little babies, and I was so emotional. It was so difficult to read those dead baby stories. So <laughs> when I, we know, it's just neat. I, I think my favorite moment of my journey and knowing really what, what I was meant to do was when I was booted off the anchor desk about eight months into my first job, I had a proposal ready for a show, a lifestyle show, and I had it ready in my lap when my boss fired me, and I said, or when she at least booted me off that particular job, and I said, well, that's it, I totally understand, here is the show I really want to do, and it's so interesting, because I was maybe 24, 25 years old, and I handed her this proposal, and she took it to the GM, who let me go ahead and do it, and that show back in Lexington, Kentucky, which lasted a couple of years and evolved. It was exactly the prototype for what happened on Sonoran Living, the name of the show there in Arizona, and to be able to fly out and do that show and to be able to connect with every guest and, and, and teach and uh, be a friend, I think, to viewers. And it's now carried me to Dallas, Texas, and I still feel that same connection sitting on the new set and knowing that the, the people on the other side of that camera – they're real people, and a lot of them are alone, and they're sitting there in their living rooms or their bedrooms, and, and we're companions in a, in a bizarre way, and we're informing and we're educating, hopefully, and, that, that, and that's been a really a great blessing at the stations I've been able to go to and be a part of, is that they really screen the content, and there's a purpose behind almost every story. And so, I don't know, I, I just thank God every day for the, gosh, the opportunity Mm-hmm. to do what where, 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 what my heart is and what he's planted inside of me, and that is, is to love people. And I don't know, I'm extremely fulfilled. 
I really I am. love that. And, you know, Tracy, we actually, it is funny because we had this conversation at a sleepover at your house when we came to Texas. <laughs> and um, I love it. I love it that we have sleepovers in our 40s, <laughs> or whatever we all are. <laughs> and you know what? It, it's When we have those sleepovers, they we always leave talking about reflecting today. Um, I have reflected many times on those conversations because we sat around going, do you really, can you find and discover your divine it? Is it just one, you know, it, or is it many things? And I love what you said because God uses the, your experiences. I mean, you just went through, and you were able to, to rattle them off. You know, it's like he, he provided this and this and this and this, which led to this. And I think um, that's what's so significant and what's important for us to sit down and go, okay, almost like journal that or even draw it out if, if you can just do pictures and just say, this is what happened. This is how God's using the experience of what he's allowed to happen in my life to bring me to this point. So now how do I move forward? So I love how you, you shared all that so quickly. Well, I don't, I kind of picture, it's interesting about the whole image thing, because I do picture like garden pathways, like those garden stones that, you know, you'd make and or by and uh you know leading you down this weird meandering through 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 a garden or a park or i like that's how i picture my life it's like a stepping stone to the next stepping stone through this thing and around this lake and up this mountain and you know it's just yes. but it, but i think it's so important when you when you really know where your heart is leading you and i and i say heart aside from feelings i say heart in a in a heart and soul kind of thing where you just know god is speaking to you or you're trying to stay in line with what he wants for your life and according to his values. I don't know. There's just a great peace and excitement about where the next step is going. Think about you girls. I mean, think about you girls in my boardroom at the television station when you told me what you want to do, how can we get on the show? How can we do this? And I'm like, okay, you got to create the corporation. You got to do it. And look where you are now. It's just so cool. It's so cool. And how God weaves these random people into your lives. To get Ask, you to are you show. saying we're random in your life? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just got called random. I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought we divine, had how, divine randomness. Divine randomness. It's okay. So, yeah. So let's sleep over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were like, you know, we were buds. Hey, you know what is so amazing, Patty? Because we met you um, about the time when you were starting Sonoran Living, like you said, when we were kind of starting our girlfriend movement. And it's just been so fun to be in the journey together when we've all kind of been discovering that you have such a natural gift um, of just making people feel warm and, and comfortable. Like you said, I think it, it so comes across, even though you're on television, it's like you make people feel like they're your new best friends over, over the TV set or whatever you're doing, and you do genuinely care about people. You can see that there's something different about you, that, and it, we know that it's, it's Jesus inside, but you do. You genuinely care about people, and you want to tell the truth of a story, and um, we always had so much fun when we did segments with you because you would be just be talking away and just having a great time, and all of a sudden they would say, you know, three, two, one, and you would immediately kick in and be live on air just talking like nothing ever happened, the transition. So you truly are a pro that we used to just come back and go, wow, she is good. <laughs> you are so sweet. Although I felt the same way when I got to watch you when you guys were in Dallas and I was able to watch you on the television show here and in your, all of your, your endeavors. You girls, it's amazing what wonderful communicators you are and how you come across. So I'm excited to see what your next stepping stone is going to look like in this garden of life we're doing. Well, how we easy have... is that? <laughs> <laughs> I like that garden. <laughs> the divine randomness. I think I'm going to use it. That's pretty good. 
<laughs> Can you share with our listeners just a couple tips in discovering who you are? I mean, we talked about using your experience and jumping in. What would be a couple of the things that, that you have found in your journey of going across those stepping stones? I would say the first thing is to go back to when you're 10, I think 8 to 10. I think it was really important for me to think what is it that brought me joy at 8 or 10 years old. And then, and through, it just really, and, and I try to communicate this to, to women in their 60s and 70s, and it was cracking me up just a couple of months ago when I did a speaking engagement because we were really kind of sharing. Because when you go back to 8, 9, 10 years old, you know, to me it was, it was like, I guess Ada, Andy Gibb at that time brought me joy, blaring my Andy Gibb music yeah. and <laughs> dancing and, and beaches, you know, like the, the beach, I remember swimming and feeling and, the, you know, the, the wind in your hair and, the, and, 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 and just dancing with random abandon. And then when you can think back to those times and then try to figure out a way to bring it into your life now, I think you can really tap into what, because I think whatever God planted in you that early before it was kind of corrupted, Perfected. I I think there's really something there. There's a truth there. And then you bring it back into your world. And I know when I joined my band, for example, at the station, and I was able to start singing again and dancing around the stage and playing my tambourine, it was really that 10-year-old girl in me who was back alive. Well, you know what, Chase, when we went to Africa, one of my things was I had to go get a drum because, you know, I love drums. I don't (gasps) love that with your tambourine so I would love to join you sometime and just like I love how you said um random abandonment dancing and it's like that is one of my bucket list things to just be able to just like it, one of my things was to dance with the tribe you know and just that reckless yeah. abandonment where you're just dancing you don't care and so I kind of got to do that a little bit when we were in Africa with some of the women all right but- I have to interrupt because the <laughs> women were dancing around they were pulling off their covers they were and they went to go lock the door and I thought oh no here it comes Lisa's gonna be taking her shirt off oh my gosh so they were dancing naked <laughs> they were. No. They were. <laughs> but they were doing the tribal dance, so I was a little concerned that that would come. <laughs> <laughs> I had my drum ready to tampering, and I always love, I, I love how you have taken your life experiences. We only have like a minute. This goes way too fast. But you have taken, wow. are so gifted You're with a voice that I just envy, and that you can get up there and just, you just make life fun wherever you are, whether you're speaking or whether you're singing or whether you're interacting, and that is such a gift of just making people have a good time around you. And I think so many times that is, that is a divine purpose, too, just in creating fun around you and making people feel good about themselves. And that's what you do, but you brought that into your profession also and how you, you just communicate that. And, but it's not just with words. You're not limited to your words. And I think that's just a cool thing if people just realize their whole being communicates and God uses every part of us. And wherever we are, it's so true. And giving people permission to have a good time is a, is something that I know blessed me through the years. And I guess you're right. But you girls do that to me, too. So I am sharing the love right back at you. And I'm so honored <laughs> to be your girlfriend. Well, we have loved, loved, loved having you on here. We would love to have you back because you are truly somebody that is using your professional world, combining it with what God is calling you to do, to go out there and to make a difference and to um, really express your divine it. And you've given us some great tips. And the word that I'm walking away with from you today is random. You've used that word. <laughs> I love it. If that's Thank you, Trace, you for being for with us and letting us be your random girlfriend. You're welcome. I love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, 
is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it radio right after these. Mark Lipinski is coming to Togginap. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Togginap.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. All right, we are having such a blast this morning, and we are excited because our next guest, Jonathan Yee, um, from Love ASU, this is a United Prayer and Mission Initiative organization that we're going to be able to chat with and find out a little bit about his passion points as well as how he discovered his divine it. But we have been talking about random random um, fun, random girlfriends, and random abandonment. And I really like that. I think that's all a part of discovering your divine it because so many times we get so serious about it rather than um, having that abundant life and truly enjoying um, every single day. And And enjoying the exploration of it. Absolutely. So hopefully we're going to have even more fun as we talk to John Yee. John, how are you? John? Maybe not. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, there Sorry we go. <laughs> Hello, John. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. And, and John, and we are so excited to have you on the show this morning. And we just were talking a little bit about Love ASU, but obviously you're going to be able to tell us a little bit more about what Love ASU is. Yeah, Love ASU uh, is actually something that my friend Chris and I started when we were students at Arizona State University. And we just had a real passion for prayer 
and really a passion for bringing um, people from different denominations within the church uh, together in prayer and to reach the campus together. And so we started bringing together students from uh, about 12, 13 different ministries, and we all just loved to pray, so we prayed together, and we started doing 24-hour prayer. We all signed up for an hour slot one after another. Wow. And, uh, and <laughs> it was um, it was pretty incredible. The first season of prayer we did, uh, we, we just decided to do 40 days. We didn't really know what we were doing, and um, I remember that first season, and, and we went for... We ended up going for about 53 days instead of 40. Uh, nobody could stop, and people wanted to keep on going. Wow. But out of that, uh, we birthed this partnership between um, different ministries and different organizations here at ASU, all with the common vision of just reaching the campus and, and praying for the campus. Well, um, okay, this, I have so many questions for you, but one qu- what are the top issues that you are dealing with that you are praying for? I mean, that that's like a craving almost, you know, when you're just in that, you know, go from 40 days and then 53 days. So what what are the, your main issues that you're dealing with? Yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, praying over 53 days, 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, um, you know, you have to really run the gamut of, of prayer topics. Yes. Um, but we pray for everything from the salvation of students on campus for uh, we also prayed uh, for a for a breaking of addiction on the campus. There's a lot of drug and alcohol abuse, um, but we even tackle other things. Like I remember uh, one season of prayer. Um, we've been doing it for about five years now, and I remember one season of prayer. Um, There's just an alarming number of uh, sexual assaults that were happening on the campus, and so it was it was really um, you know it was, it was a big issue on the campus. So I remember um, a ton of students got together, and, and during this 24-hour prayer period, uh, we just really prayed that God would reveal um, who was doing this, you know, and, and that the, pers- the perpetrators would, would get caught and that these would stop. And it was amazing because uh, months following it, a-, a ton of these guys that have been, you know, involved in these sexual assault stuff were getting caught, were getting arrested, were getting, um, you know, really put out there. And we just really believed it was an answer to prayer. That, you know, that is so true. It is, and I love that because I'm sure during those 53 days when we were talking with Justin earlier, you did a lot of listening prayer where you're just listening to God and you're starting, you know, he starts speaking to you and you start, he starts nudging you with even things to pray for. But you know what? It, it is not a coincidence that when, when God's people really do come together in prayer that, and things start happening, it's like so many times people go, wow, can you believe that that, you know, like you said, that these guys started getting arrested or whatever. It's not a coincidence. It's like truly yeah. God moves when, when, when we pray and, um, and when we don't doubt that he can pray. So that is, it's so significant, and I do think we can make a difference in our places of influence, whether, you know, especially the college campuses, it needs that presence there. And so we just so love what you're doing and, and the movement you're, you're creating there. Can you just share some other other stories, how you're just truly seeing the, the difference that it's making there in the college, and just the response of the students. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I have one story. I was I was praying there with my uh, my, my friend, and and we were praying for our slot, and in walked in a, a, a student who he just you know he obviously was having a bad day, and you could you could tell that there were, there were tears in his eyes, and so he came in and. I'd never seen him before, never seen him around the prayer tent um, before, and, and he, he just looked at us and said, hey, you guys do prayer, right? And we both nodded our heads, yeah, because we have a big sign that says prayer right in front, so it's kind of obvious. <laughs> and, um, 
Here's my sign. <laughs> exactly. And he walked in, and he's like, well, I'm not a Christian, and I don't even believe in God, but I need prayer. Wow. And so it, it was incredible. So we started talking to him, we found out what happened, and apparently, um, yeah, I, won't, I won't go into all the details, but apparently he, he was on the verge of, of taking his own life later that day. Mm. And in a kind of a last-ditch effort, he went just walking campus looking for something to stop him from doing it, and he saw the, the prayer tent. And so he came, got prayer, walked away, and I, I tell you, you know, honest, honest, to, honest to God, he walked away completely different. Like his face, his countenance was different, and he, and he thanked us for praying for him. It was, it was really incredible. Wow. Okay. I love that story. And you know, because of the prayer is the reason why he probably was randomly walking and looking for that. That oh, yeah, definitely. Holy Spirit was just leading him in that direction. So that, that is so neat. Well, John, I also know that you're very passionate about music. And that's the reason why you and I met is because you knew that um, we worked uh, with helping eradicate child sex slavery, and you were writing a song, and you wanted um, some relevant uh, modern-day stories that kind of would relate to Jose. So tell us a little bit about, about that passion point as well. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing music and leading worship for about eight, nine years now, and uh, so I just started working on my first album, and uh, the single off the album is called Love Came Down, and the song is just all about um, Christ's love for us and how a lot of times in life we don't think we deserve love. And oftentimes if we do think we deserve love, it's, it's, a, it's a cheap love. It's, a, it's an easy love, you know. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about the love of Christ and the gospel is that Jesus came to us, you know. It has nothing to do about us deserving it. And so we were putting together a video for the song and... Um, my director asked me, you know, well, how, how ambitious do you want to do with this video? Are you, are you willing to kind of push the envelope and um, to take risks? And anybody who knows me, you know, knows the answer to that question. And I said, let's do it. You know, <laughs> let's, let's push the envelope. Well, I have and to so interrupt. We, were, you at, were you reading Hosea? And then that's where, I mean, what, what, all, what all of a sudden inspired you? Yeah. Um, I, the, my director was asking me, hey, you know, what's, what's one story, um, what's one picture that really um, sums up the song, and I told him it had to be the story of Hosea. You know, just the fact that God would call a prophet to go and, and to marry, you know, a woman who was a prostitute, and to take her in, and then the fact that she left him after they had children, and went and returned back to her life of prostitution, um, and then Hosea took the next step and went out and purchased her and told her, you know, you're my wife, I'll be your husband, and from now on, you're going to be with me. I just thought it was such a picture of God's love for the church, you know, God's love for us. Yes, I, I love that. And I just realized, because I want, I want to even ask you more questions about that, uh, we're going to have to have you on the show again, because we are running out of time, time, and you need to tell us a little bit about this retreat that's coming up right around the corner. Give us the dates and um, what the retreat is going to be about. Yeah, um, so as part of Love ASU, we're putting on a conference, it's February 25th and 26th, and it's going to be in Tempe, Arizona. It's called Take My Life. And uh, Take My Life is a, a collaboration between six different ministries at ASU, basically asking the question, how do we live out the gospel right where we are? And, it, and we're really excited to have it here in Tempe. It's going to be the Church on Mill, 
and you can search for us on Facebook. Look up Take My Life, and, uh, and you'll find all the information on there. And if I were to go um, to this Take My Life retreat, what, what do you think that I will walk away with? What's the um, best for me to walk away with? Yeah, I think, I think the interesting thing about it is we have tons of breakout session leaders um, from de- different facets of ministry, and I think the, the, the one thing we want people to walk away with is a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and a deeper understanding of how do I show his love to people right around me, whether I'm working in the marketplace, whether I'm on the campus, or if I'm, you know, going on missions over in overseas, how do I live out the gospel personally? Well, I, I love that. I love to be able to walk away. Um, just, it, and that's kind of what our show has been about today, is like how do we discover who we are, you know, through Christ with that divine it. So if we have two more minutes, John, what would be just some tips that you can share with our listeners on how you um, just were able to discover your divine it? Yeah, I think <laughs> definitely. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a journey. Um, I think for me, you know, I've always been a passionate person, and my wife tells me that I have a mildly obsessive personality, so <laughs> some, days I, <laughs> some days I wake up, and I'm very passionate about yard work, and I work on the yard all day long, but um, growing up, I was really passionate about a ton of different things, you know, music and sports and stuff, and it wasn't until I ran into God that I found that, um, you know, he was the one passion that never ended, you know? Mm. Um, you can always you, you reach a ceiling in basketball, or you reach a ceiling in music, but when it comes to God, there's no ceiling. And for me, it was like, that's it. That's my, that's my thing, you know? I want to know everything there is to know about God, and I want to uh, encounter Him day after day, because there's no ceiling. There's no end to Him. I love that, John. And we, just, we want to thank you for being on the show. And I love that, just that there's no ceiling. There's no end to him. And if, if you're um, listening today, make sure that you go to Love ASU, find out a little bit more about this retreat. And um, Well, and that's such a pivotal time in life, I think, when you're in college, trying to really formulate who you are, combining all your life experiences. So, John, what you're doing with Love ASU is so significant. We thank you that you have listened to God's call on your life and you're, you're, you're putting it in action. So, and that you've jumped in. That's what we've learned today. Listen and then jump in. Don't spend too much time listening because sometimes we, we get caught up in that too. So thank you and everybody go out there and have a great weekend. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.